You're listening to the Pain and Goddess podcast with Jennifer Hershey. This is episode number 98. Well, hello, witches. So excited to have you here. My name is Jennifer. I am the founder of Painted Goddess and the creator of the Astrologic Lab, a place where you can month by month unpack your natal chart and figure out how the astrologic weather when you were born set you on a course for, you know, being who you are. And hopefully within a group setting, processing some of that and and recognizing and integrating those parts back into yourself. Yeah, that's not a really clean and clear, concise tagline for the Astrologic Lab. It changes every week too. So you can, you know, just chalk that up to my Gemini rising uh, that likes uh, change. (laughs) I am so excited that you're here today. We're going to talk today about Pluto retrograde. We're going to talk about why you shouldn't really care about it very much and how you should work with it. Um, We're going to talk about some of the other retrogrades. We're going to talk about, of course, the astrologic weather a little bit. I want to definitely cover some of the ways in which Pluto can be used. Um, I tend to absolutely feel like Pluto is this revolutionary, transformative, force. It's the, it's the, it's the muscle, um, that comes in and, uh, tills up the land. And, you know, there's some things that especially, um, in Capricorn are really rooted down deep and, um, have established themselves. And so Pluto's doing good work in my book and I'm really excited for the work that it's doing. And I just want to share some of my insights today in, in what it's doing and then how that might apply to your life. So we are actually coming out of a six week or so period where there were no planets in retrograde. And we're going to talk a little bit about what retrogrades are um, energetically in regards to astrology. And um yeah, so let's let's get this uh, this get this show on the road. Um, a little bit of housekeeping: um, the Astrologic Lab is going to be turning a year in May. Um, it's having its first anniversary. I'm super super excited. In order to celebrate, I've created a free 12 house mapping workshop. You can go and check that out, um, uh, and I will drop the links in the um, show notes, but, um, you can go to bit.ly slash your 12 houses. That's Y O U R one, two H O U S E S. And it will direct you to a sign up page where you can sign up for my emails. And in exchange for that, um, sign up, you will uh, be directed to the workshop page and you will get to download your free mini 12 house booklet. If you're already in the lab, um, you can do this workshop as well. It might be a little um, redundant. It is part of our core module, but it is a newer version of that work that I uh, created. And um, if you're in the lab, that 12 house books, uh, there is a full size version of it in the lab under core modules. So you can check that out. Um, But yeah, I really wanted to offer something that helped you understand the first parts of it. If you're new to astrology. And I think that um, it's a super fun little thing. It's only 35 minutes. So it's um, certainly, um, it's certainly fun. I hope that you are doing well. I know this week has shown us um, 
some increasing numbers around the world, you know, as everyone's getting vaccinated for the pandemic, um, there is still a lot going on and, and still a lot of death globally. Um, I've been particularly watching India's numbers and, and listening to um, some of the ways we're thinking about these variants. And um, I had hoped to go back and do some in-person events this summer, um, but I think there will still be some um, hesitance for that until the winter time. So we'll see. I am going to be, if you're local, I'm going to be at the Fairy Festival at Crescent Moon Gifts on May 15th which is so exciting. It is the 15th, right? Let me look and make sure. Yes. May 15th. Um, super excited. I did that show last fall and we were outside. It was lovely. I have some expect exciting things to, um, announce about that. I'm doing some planning. Um, I might be doing some free card pulls and some different things. So if you're in the Tacoma area, I hope that you will put that on your calendar. I think it's from like 10 to four and um, it should be a ton of fun. Come and see me. Um, all right. So on the other side of this, um, oh, let's, let's wait. Let's talk about the astral weather this week. So Pluto went retrograde on the 27th. That's Tuesday. Um, and then the sun is going to conjunct uh, Uranus in Taurus, right? So the sun is in Taurus right now and Uranus has been in Taurus for quite some time, right? Just kind of moving very, very slowly through Taurus as it does, as it does. And, um, you know, the, uh, the sun making a conjunction there. Now I will say too, you know, we're looking at, um, Lilith, Lilith is in Taurus right now. Um, Ceres is moving into Taurus. Um, and there's, let me see, what is, I know that I wrote it down. Or maybe I didn't. <clears throat> I feel like um, there's, there's just a whole lot of, um, this week, there's a lot of, um, conjunctions in Taurus. Um, yeah. And, um, so and Venus is also conjunct Mercury this week when the moon's in Sagittarius on the 29th. So that's kind of a sweet day. Um, and then, yeah, the 30th, the sun will conjunct Uranus um, while the moon's opposite Mars. There's going to be some really unusual, um, I think, um, un and unexpected moments happening. Um you might find yourself in a strange battle of sorts. Um, <laughs> you got to pick them. You got to pick them battles. Um, next week on the third, on Monday, um, Mercury is going to move into Gemini. Now, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So this is a, it's going home, you know, Mercury is going into its home turf. And um, when, Mercury moved through Taurus. It just felt really fast, right? I think, you know, um, Mercury just burned right through Taurus um, and it helped to ground. Um, but my brain did not function or has not been functioning very well with, with Mercury in Taurus, to be honest. I feel like my brain slowed down to a halt. Um, but like I said, you know, with um, I did have some really beautiful, well, I said this on one of my lives, um, you know, with this, with the moon having been in Scorpio this week, I had a really beautiful um, revelation about how far I've come with my um, self and the relationship I have with my uh, self, because I forgot an appointment um, uh, that I had in my schedule 
I completely got distracted from it. I was living in the moment and being in my body and doing what I just wanted to do. And when I realized that I had fucked up and completely forgot this uh, thing that I said I was going to do, it's a clubhouse room. Um, I didn't beat myself up about it. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel terrible about that at all. And of course I knew, you know, my friends were, who were with me in that room, um, were worried. So I had finally checked my phone and saw all these worried texts and calls. Like they just, because I just generally don't, you know, flake out like that. Um, and, but you know, um, they all understood and everything was cool and they had actually just been hoping and, you know, sending me good, you know, vibes, um, that everything was okay. And of course everything was fine. I had just decided to go to the grocery store and like do some other things and like be in the moment. And I didn't even look at my schedule and, you know, I hope you, I, like you, maybe you could hear my smile through this. Like that is not a, f a feeling that I have very often where I don't make sure, you know, there's so much that I have on my to-do list and I'm very productive. I, I have always gleaned a lot of my self-worth from what I produce and what I get done. And so my ability, you know, for better or worse, even though it caused some of my, my friends some anxiety for about an hour um, or less, it was less than an hour, uh, you know, I was just like, okay with it. And um, I just felt in the moment and I felt okay. And I've been doing shadow work. I've been working with astrology. I've been working with my brain for a very long time. And I think that I'm, I'm actually um, rewiring some of the guilt and shame. And I recently wrote on that very um, topic for the cord cutting moon, as I called it, the full moon on, on Monday, the 26th in Scorpio. Um, I called it the, I call it, I'm calling it the, the cord cutting moon. To me, it felt very much as if I had tethered myself to feelings of guilt and shame out of, you know, responsibility for things that really I could not control. Now, of course, in this instance, I had every ability to control where I was in the moment, right? But it's so funny that, um, you know, when it's, I mean, these things are not life and death, right? I think we, we often, um, or I often, um, you know, stir things up so much and they mean so much that I just can't get it out of my head that if something were to get rescheduled or whatever, that, that I wouldn't be, it's just like, oh, I don't want people to see me as a flake or, or not count. It's like, I really, I mean, I do care. Of course I care because I like to be in right relationships. So it's not part of my practice to say I'm going to be somewhere and not show up. Like that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. It's not how I want to show up. Um, and, but, and by, by recognizing like that in that moment, it was just not where my brain was at. It wasn't where my heart was at. I was elsewhere. And I gave myself permission to not beat myself up about that. And of course, all of my friends, like I, pro they probably haven't got given it another fucking thought. And, um, but, but for me, it was kind of a victory. It was a victory because I felt at peace in the moment when I realized that I had missed this thing. And there's just, I don't know, there's just something fluid about it. And I think that the Scorpio moon helped me out with that a little bit. So speaking of Scorpio, okay. Um, oh, let's just very quickly, the, the, the 30th, when the sun is conjunct Uranus in Taurus. Okay. I want you to see if you can be in nature that day. One of the hallmarks of Taurus energy is fertility and abundance. And if you can get your hands in the, in the dirt, your feet in the dirt, um, you know, get, 
get to the sand, go on a hiking trail. If there's something you can do, which this that's this Friday, if there's something you can do to be in the moment in nature, I think that something, some kind of spontaneous, beautiful um, healing might be possible. Um, you might really feel yourself. The, the embodiment of Taurus energy will be very strong. And I think Uranus is Uranus, Uranus, Uranus. Um, I think Uranus is, uh, you know, associated to chaos, but it's also associated to synergy, synthesis. And when we synthesize two chords, right? And they resonate together and they become a chorus. You know, these are, these are the ways that we resonate with something else. Now, if you notice that there is a dissonance instead of a resonance, right? That you are in absolute out of chord. Um, that may also, you know, lead you in another direction off another path. And so I think that, I think that the conjunction, the sun, Uranus conjunction on Friday will be really helpful for you to tune your inner ukulele, so to speak. It's time to tune the chords, right? Tune the piano. Um, and, um, I think it's a beautiful time to do that. So I hope that you will take a, a moment to do that this Friday. Okay. And if you didn't, if you listen to this after Friday, notice, like, look back, what did I do Friday? Did I feel that? Did I feel being, did something strike a chord and it felt resonant or dissonant? I'd love to know. All right. So today we're going to talk about Pluto retrograde, where it's happening in your chart. So come on back and we will uh, talk about Pluto and retrogrades. All right, welcome back. So we're talking about Pluto retrogrades to uh, today for the most part through the houses. I do want to just say overall, the rest of this year is basically there's something in retrograde for the rest of the year. Um, both Pluto and Saturn uh, will be in retrograde pretty much through October of 2021. Jupiter will also have um, a fairly long retrograde. It's moving back into Aquarius after dipping into Pisces, right? So um, there's going to be uh, quite a bit of retrograde energy. Now, Jupiter starts its retrograde on June uh, 21st, pretty much the beginning of cancer season and will continue to be in retrograde only through the summer really um oh i lie it's also through october so basically from now until october we'll have uh jupiter saturn um uranus and neptune and pluto all those outer planets will be retrograding now um, Neptune doesn't start its retrograde until, um, the end of June. So, and, um, and Uranus doesn't start until, um, much later, the August. So, but essentially, um, you know, these, these slower moving planets, their retrogrades are less intense, um, than, I would say, you know, the Mercury retrogrades that happen three times a year for a few weeks, those are going to be felt more. Again, Mercury rules the mind. So it's something you have within your body, right? Pluto represents transformations. And so depending on where it, that Pluto is transiting in your natal chart may shift the way that it's going to show up for you. So um, transformation in um, it's actual definition. It's, it's, you know, listen to that. It's, it's moving outside of its 
regular form. It's reforming. It's transforming. It's moving beyond something that it is right now and becoming something else, right? So I think that these, um, these rep, this, you know, Pluto moving through Capricorn itself since 20, uh, 2008 is representative of all of the physical manifestations of our political system, our government structures, the legacy that we've created, the mastery over earth, right? There's something about mastering survival that has become part of modern society. And Pluto is here moving through Capricorn, I think in some sense to transform the way that we relate to the earth elements in general, to money, to legacy, to stewardship of the land, to our bodies, um, to energy itself and how energy is a part of our, our body, right? So Pluto is going to, again, be retrograding through a certain house for you, but it's also been there probably for quite some time, right? It's not like this is new energy that it's entering into a house. You're essentially going to want to look at Capricorn in your chart and see what house or houses um, that uh, sign is for you, right? So wherever Capricorn is, that's where Pluto has been moving through since 2008. Now you might have just like me, an intercepted house. Capricorn for me is seventh and eighth house. And so I um, had a point where Pluto was moving through my seventh house and now it's moving through my eighth house. And that is where um, Pluto will retrograde is in the latter part of Capricorn, right? Because it's basically hanging out at 26 degrees of Capricorn for the rest of this year as it retrogrades, but it's not really moving degrees. It's very small. Okay. So let's go through the houses. If Pluto's transiting and retrograding in your first house, you know, there's this uh, transformation of yourself, the self image, your ego, something to do with the way that you see yourself, the way you express yourself, and in some ways, you know, there's something about learning your inner motivations, your what what makes you want to be independent, what makes you feel as though you are um, uh, in control of yourself, and that that self authority to some degree is at play here. Now, you know, transformation of that self expression through. Um, you know, your action is very much highlighted. So the way that you act may change dramatically through this transit of Pluto being in Capricorn for you in general. And then it might slow down and you really get to take a look at how have you shifted? How have you changed since 2008? What have you been through that has changed your, um, uh, you know, your vision of yourself, your, you know, who you think you are, right? It's the I am part of your chart. It's the it's the first house. So this can be like that you are newly emerging um, and it's been a long transition. Now, this may be especially painful and it could be really um, invigorating and exciting. It just depends on your relationship to change. Um, you know, I would say that in general, Capricorn in the first house you you see yourself as somebody who is traditional and who doesn't really change. You like to keep the status quo and contain your emotions very uh, you know well, and you know keep on a budget and be the responsible one. It's such an earth you know earthy frugal um, sign for the first house. So you may see yourself as very sturdy, and this might have been disrupting. Um, your well-being. So, you you know, you might take a fresh look at yourself and say, wow, I really have, you know, become what? That's up to you, right? Pluto transiting the second house and retrograding in the second house, um, you know, because it's such a long transit, you might look at how has your money changed? How has my energy changed? How has my resources changed since you know, Pluto moved into the second house. Now this could be at that point in 2008, or it could be a different time, right? Because when we look at our, our intercepted houses, we may see that, you know, Capricorn is not, you know, zero degrees Capricorn is not the first degree of your second house, right? So you're going to see or need to look at when did that enter into that? And, and you might notice the shift in this, in this part of your life. But 
you know, your instinct to build resources are going to be very intense. And it's also going to transform the way that you maybe, um, you know, align with your values. You may actually have a complete 180 on what it is that you value and how you want to um, interact with the world. It is very good for you to make sure that you are um, you're looking at the objects in your life, the materials in the in your life, and what deserves real estate in your life, I think, right now. With Pluto retrograding in your second house, you're going to want to look at how you invest your time, energy, and money and start to transform those. That's what's going to be up for you. So this whole year may be about basically, you know, transforming the way that that works. Now, this is, again, Pluto retrogrades every year. Um, and for since 2008, it's been retrograding in Capricorn. So there's been once a year period where you're looking at this aspect of your life. Now, again, if you have an intercepted house, it may not have always been in this second house. So you might look back and just say, wow, at one point it shifted from me working in the first house to me working in the second house. So you might just notice these things. Okay. All right. Now, if you're having fear and scarcity, a real issue with security, and you've had the rug pulled out from under you, so many of us have during this pandemic, you know, there is still something to be taken from this really difficult transit of Pluto in the second house, because you may actually understand what you do have power over, right? When when you go to work for a job and you extract money from a company, yes, there is, quote, job security in as much as the industry and management of that company are thriving, right? As soon as that pulls out, sh things change, things shift. So really just taking note of what do you actually have power over? And, and does the, the way that you create money in your life or value in your life align with the values you have of, you know, your life itself? Um, sometimes I think we trade, um, we trade good time for shitty money, right? Or we take, or we trade good um, money for a shitty time. And I think it's a really, uh, you're probably going to be faced with a lot of feelings of loss and lessons around how you have um, that choice to make, you know, do you, do you want to align with how you're creating money and value in this world? And what, what does that transform around you when you do? All right. Pluto retrograding in the third house. Again, we're, we're starting these long transits. This is a really long transit. So it's gradually happening. Um, and it's also, you know, again, I think, you know, I keep thinking about the till. Probably because of the garden time this year. For me, I've, I've you know, got a till into the garden. And, you know, some of those roots are very embedded. So, and I would say that that's a very Capricorn way of thinking of the ground, like it's established roots. Okay. In, in, um, you know, we're in sun and Taurus right now, as I'm speaking, Taurus season is essentially when we're establishing roots. It's like, you know, growing new roots, deepening the roots. By the time you get to the Capricorn part, this cardinal earth energy, you know, there is so much manifested energy and it's, and it's super, um, you know, it's super established and there's a legacy about that Capricorn sign. Okay. So even though Taurus is yes, the fixed earth sign, it's fixing, right? It's not fixed. It's funny how they say that it's fixed, but that cardinal energy is like, I begin to really um, hold tight and contain because I've mastered this earth element um, in some ways. So, um, and Capricorn really does represent the patriarchy. It represents the father, it represents tradition and the status quo politics. So Pluto moving through there absolutely will um, create a sense of um, solid matter wherever it is in your chart. In the third house, you know, you are, you know, you're a deep thinker. You're somebody who sees, um, you know, sees the proof in front of them and then believes it, right? Because, you know, uh, the third house is really about that communicative learning space. And so I would assume that, you know, to you, it's very important for 
um, long-held beliefs and institutions to back the things that you believe. You're a researcher, you're somebody who digs for the truth, and you want concrete evidence. With Pluto uh, transiting through that third house and with Pluto uh, retrograding there as it has over the last few years, you know, you're going to see some transformation around the way that you get your information, the way that you begin to, um, you know, believe truths and the way that you um, understand or translate truth from others. Um, I think it's funny, some of the ways that this might come through is that you don't actually believe what you're seeing in front of you uh, with a Pluto retrograde, like you just literally don't believe it. And this can cause some issues, you know, especially, you know, we've got other transits going on, right? Pluto's not the only show in town. And last year we had a bunch of planets move through Capricorn. There could be still some lingering doubts and paranoia around what's real and what's true. You know, the, the rhetoric around alternate facts and, 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 um, you know, fake news and all of this stuff has a lot to do with this third house Pluto energy, as well as, um, you know, Pisces having Neptune there, you know, Neptune and Pisces is definitely a time of great spiritual and uh, being, you know, kind of losing yourself in, in, in illusion. And so, um, you know, it can't be really extracted from that. But I think, if you don't learn it directly or experience it from yourself, then you're not going to believe it. Now, with this retrograde, you will have the opportunity to perhaps connect with others who have had personal experiences that help you to understand what's actually going on, right? So, you know, again, you're going to want to get the, uh, you know, information right from the horse's mouth, and you're going to want to observe the truth rather than just be told stories about it. And so you might need to go and, um, you know, change the way that you're interacting with the world because you require more proof. <laughs> and um, yeah, the Pluto retrograding there is going to help you to see some of the short-sightedness maybe of that approach. And you're going to be able to share the benefits of that approach, right? There's a lot of people who will, <laughs> you know, even after seeing it in front of them, won't believe what's going on. And so Notice where you are doing that. Okay. Fourth house. So Pluto in Capricorn, fourth house. So Capricorn in the fourth house, you know, this is again, this really long transit of Pluto moving through here and you will see transformations of, of your family life, of your home life, maybe your family of origin. You're also going to be transforming perhaps the old stories around your childhood Maybe you believed that you had a really great childhood and your brother and sister are like, listen, things were fucked up. Don't you remember this, this, that? So you might be going through some dark transformations around what you thought your childhood was like, what you thought your family of origin was like, or it might be the opposite, right? You might re recognize that you actually took a really hardened approach and that things were actually better than you thought they were. So it depends on your style. But I think in, in a lot of ways, your vision or your, your, you know, your, your, your family and your, um, your childhood will be transformed in some way by uh, recognizing the new experience of perhaps the, um, just the reckoning, right? Recognizing, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're, you know, we are faced with the fact that once we become parents, we're like, oh yeah, our parents were doing the best that they could, even if it wasn't enough, you know, no one's saying you have to forgive anybody for, you know, shitty behavior, 100% no, but you might have insights through this retrograde as to how, um, you know, how your experience was, uh, guided by whatever transformations even your parents were going through and recognizing that they were dealing with their own shit as they were trying to raise you. Right. And again, no excuses for shitty behavior. Um, and yet the perspective of us recognizing like for me, for me, um, and I don't have Pluto in the, in the fourth house, but I will say, or I mean, um, Cam uh, Capricorn in the fourth house, but I will say that when I think of my childhood and I think of myself, I think of myself as being, you know, 
mature at a very young age. And part of that is because of trauma that I, that I experienced, but you know, we grow up really fast. So, you know, you might be doing some really deep child work during, you know, child, um, you know, uh, uh, oh my God, healing the, the, you know, the child self, inner child work during this Pluto, these Pluto retrogrades um, with Capricorn in there, because you're going to, you're going to feel the need to revisit and maybe discover and transform through that shadow of what you believed to be true. And it might give you a tendency to feel like a detective there in some ways. Um, but I think by the time that transit is over, you know, when Pluto moves out of that fourth house for you, you'll have a much more realistic and uh, healthy relationship with your past. Not to say that you will, you know, you know, be healed, but there'll be an integration, right? The, again, when we're working with our past selves or our future selves, and we're working with the planets in astrology, I think that the best way we can do this is to look at how we can integrate and tell the truth about what happened and looking at these transits. Now, uh, as, uh, as you have Pluto moving through Capricorn in your chart in the fourth house, um, you know, there are long held beliefs that might get really uprooted. This may have to do with who you were raised to think your parents were, right? I mean, we all have those moments when we recognize, oh, Santa Claus, you know, the whole thing, right? Like, oh, and we might get angry. Um, you know, one of the things that Capricorn uh, energy can do in its shadow is become very passive aggressive and feel like a martyr or a victim. So notice if that's who you think you are in your family. Do you constantly call yourself the black sheep of the family? Has that created your own persona in the family? Has that created the role that you play in your family? And these things might be transforming right now as Pluto retrogrades or even just moves through over the last um, several years through your fourth, fourth house. Now, um, I will say Pluto moves through each house between, it's like five or six years, I feel like, um, in each sign. Um, it takes 248 years to come full circle, right? So it never really travels all the houses in your life. Um, and so it's really interesting to consider what houses Pluto will actually move through in your life overall. And, um, and it's going to, you know, create transformation in those aspects of, of your life. Now, if you're an evolutionary astrologer or somebody who believes in past lives and future lives, then I think, you know, um, which I am someone who, who does, but, you know, Pluto transits have this soul level of work that they're doing, right? Okay. So fourth house, you know, definitely spend some time looking at who you are in the role of your family and see what is ready to be transformed there. All right. Pluto transiting the fifth house for retrograde. If you've got Capricorn in the fifth house, you know, Capricorn in the, in the fifth house is going to uh, create a bit of, you know, you're very functional. You have a very uh, creative, functional um, way of moving through life. I think you're the person when you go out, um, with friends that has, um, you know, the plan set and, and probably help hold the structure in some way. Um, you know, somebody who you can depend on. I've heard some astrologers say that it makes the fifth house, you know, the fifth house is the house of fun and, and being creative and, and being seen and in the moment and, you know, Capricorn can be a little um, containery and square peg round hole situation in that. But I think what we forget is that Capricorn holds the container that withstands the test of time. And so certain traditions are Capricorn and fifth house jam, right? If there's a tradition that is super fun, like it, what first comes into mind, which I don't know if you know, is like that polar um, plunge, right? Or like every year on my birthday, I do this thing or whatever, right? Like, and, you know, it's its own kind of fun. Now, Pluto moving through the fifth house 
again is a long transit and it's it's changing your attitudes towards fun and how you are creative how you want to be seen in the world what is it that you want to express creatively and you might even like um you know fall in love like a billion times or have like all these crazy love affairs while pluto's moving through um because you're trying to figure out like what it is that um that makes you feel that like the passionate side of yourself right pluto moving through that fifth house is going to bring up and transform a lot of um you know kind of romantic versions of yourself as well as perhaps you know creating um your motherhood right you might have become a mother during this pluto through the fifth house um because you might you know it's the house of children so you might have you know created a child now you might not have created a human child you might have created a business child or a career child or um you know some other kind of baby right i think that that's also something um but yeah, like the fifth house retrograde, that Pluto retrograde through there, you know, it's it's going to ask you to take some time to look at the ways that you've transformed um, within the realm of play and um, fun and how you're able to engage and be in the moment. I think meditation, like movement meditations, being in your body is going to be really good for retrogrades for the rest of this year sign up for like a dance class or something that gives you the ability to play um, and transform the way that you relate to play in some way. It's going to be a good way to, to work with Pluto retrograding there in the fifth house. Pluto retrograding in the sixth house. So Pluto moving through Capricorn. So Capricorn in the sixth house itself, you know, there's a very strong um, uh, sense of ritual and um and habits um things that are in service to yourself and others there's a you know a very um intense health focus probably you really do nourish your body with good food there's a sense of structure around what you eat how you live what your morning routine is like, I think Capricorn in the sixth house is very regimented in their lives overall. They, you know, and they also, you know, make sure that they have vacation time. They have a, a sense of work and play that is balanced when it's good. Right. When it's, when it's fueled by the patriarchy, I think any time Capricorn's in a house, it can get really fastidious. A lot of victim, um, victimhood, feelings of I can't change my life, that kind of thing. So when Pluto moves through Capricorn, all of a sudden everything becomes possible. And that I think for Capricorn can trigger a lot of fear. There's definitely fear here in the sixth house. If Pluto's moving through your sixth house, you may have gone through an incredible amount of health changes. You might've had a health crisis, you know, this pandemic may have hit you and your family especially hard. There may have been some um, issues that underlying conditions that came up through all of this. Um, or just simply, it could have completely obliterated any of the routines that you had in place that helped you stay healthy, right? All of a sudden, you notice that working from home, you don't get up the same way and you don't go to bed the same way and you don't, you know, commute the same way, right? So these, these habits that helped hold your life together, that glued you together and helped your mental health are now kind of, you know, having, have been dismantled perhaps. And I think that what it boils down to is that this retrograde and the last year's retrograde too, I hope that what you've learned is what still remains, right? Because when Pluto again tills through and plows through that, that Capricorn land, it is helping to refresh the soil for new seeds. So when you see something transformed, um, you still have to reinvest in, in new habits. So how do I new, you know, how do my daily rituals change now? How do I create that structure and have it be a little more earthquake proof, right? It's, it's almost like, okay, I can't cl clench my fist and say, no, every day I get up and I run. 
yes, that's an amazing habit. But when every day is a little different and you don't know what's going to happen, all of a sudden, if, if you can't do those things, what do you make that mean? And I think in the sixth house with Pluto retrograding through that, you may have experienced an, a massive upheaval of your daily rituals and your, your, there's an opportunity now to look at that and say, how am I going to direct my focus so that I can bring in a good balance of ritual and flexibility? Um, because that's the real genius of the sixth house. And and um, Pluto moving through that house for you is a, is a super huge gift. And again, it may have also completely devastated parts of, um, you know, your ability to keep that balance. Um, and if it has to do with your health and you've gone through a health crisis, I'm so sorry. I think that is one of the places where you do want to make sure that you're treating yourself really well, make sure you're reducing um, as much stress as possible in your daily life and doing your best to feed yourself well and take care of yourself and asking for help when you need it. Okay. No one gets a hero award because they do everything themselves. <laughs> All right. Seventh house. So Pluto in the seventh house transiting through and doing this retrograde thing this year. Again, um, let's talk just a sec about Capricorn in the seventh house. Capricorn in the seventh house, it's a, you know, very loyal and devout kind of place for partnerships. You know, Capricorn seventh house um, definitely will tend towards putting others' needs before their own, think they're responsible for others' feelings. I speak from uh, experience in this um, with my Capricorn placement there. I think that there is a tendency towards merging a little too much. And, you, you know, um, for me, I, I at one point recognized, and this came through Reiki training when I got my Reiki um, attunements, recognized finally at the age of 38 oh my goodness that wasn't my energy that wasn't my shit i had no idea i was carrying so much other people's shit um because i had merged in a way and and said oh i'm strong i'm the container i can handle this and it's a one other way that the capricorn martyr victim um, passive aggressiveness comes through, I think, in the seventh house is, is in the relationship where you take on the whole heavy load. And, um, and this creates a lot of resentment in relationships if you don't get it under control. So that is moving through the seventh house. The eighth house is really, um, for Capricorn, a place where you might have a very structured relationship with boundaries. You have shared relationships that are established and you take them very seriously. You will um, likely, with Pluto moving through Capricorn, there might be great upheaval in your financial shared portfolios and different things. You might have inherited something. Um, it could also be really transformative for any of your sexual relationships, the way that you see yourself as a sexual being and you might actually learn to um, take a look at how you greet intimacy um, and and share your space with others so this can trigger a lot of fear especially if there was trauma there with trusting others and different things so that can bring up a lot of fear and 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 scare scarcity feelings around like, well, I don't have enough. I don't know how to interact in these shared spaces. So you might be questioning a lot of things around that, your relationships with people in, in intimate ways. Um, but this is a deeply passionate transit. Pluto moving through the eighth house, you know, Pluto rules Scorpio, which, you know, helped build the eighth house. And so Pluto being um, in your eighth house right now, is very activated. And when it's retrograding there, you're going to have this maybe slowing down of, um, <laughs> I almost feel like, you know, when, when something, when something's happening and it's like, it's happening in slow motion. So you can almost like start to 
pick out the pieces and say, oh, I'm doing this in this moment. This is how I'm, you know, sabotaging my intimacy intimate relationships or so you might look back too, like if this has been going on in your eighth house you might be really learning how to to foster deep intimacy um, in a whole new way during these transits all right ninth house um capricorn in the ninth house you know is hardworking and very industrious and i think they expect you know um they expect, expect to kind of be overwhelmed <laughs> is, a, is, is kind of a, a thought about Capricorn in the ninth house. Um, you know, the ninth house can be very, I mean, it's, it's, it's the house that Jupiter and um, Sagittarius built. So Capricorn there is much more regimented and contained. It doesn't like to just expand forever. And so it's, it's very self-limiting in a lot of ways. And that can be in a healthy way, self-regulating, right? So you might be experiencing a little more growth than you're used to. And it feel, it may feel overwhelming and out of control. Some of the ways that Mercury, or I mean, sorry, uh, Pluto retrograde can help you is, is to slow that down. So you might look at the, this time period as actually really beneficial, or you can take it all in. You can see the ways that um, you're changing in a very dynamic and profound way and really take time to appreciate it. You definitely want to do any traveling that you can, um, you know, build in some time for, 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 um, exploring the world in the way that you like to do during these transits. And it will change your perception around who you think you are, um, in relationship to the world and the global um, experience, right? So I think you're going to experience a lot of transformation when it comes to feeling who about who you are in the world. And um, you're just going to be gaining a lot of, um, you know, wisdom and, and learning. And you might even, you know, you might be changed greatly by a mentor or a guru, someone who, a guru, someone, you know, this is self guru, it could be just that you are deeply learning, um, from others, how to, and what you would like to see in the world, how you want to be the light, you know, but there's going to be a transformative guidance that comes in. And that may be through a higher education or travel, um, or some kind of, um, you know, uh, educating pursuit. Pluto in the 10th house. So with Capricorn in the 10th house, you know, it's native there so to speak. Capricorn is, um, you know, a, na a natural inhabitant of the 10th house. And so, you know, the 10th house has to do with legacy and mastery and responsibility, our, our political structures, our, our, our social structures. And it's also the place of the harvest, right? It's what, what, we're, what, we, what are the results of the work that we do. With Capricorn there, you know, you're very results driven, you're very productive when and efficient in your work life, you're you, you know, you like to have responsibility and have a reputation that proceed, you know, precedes you, right? So when you they people know who you are in your career field, probably. So when, tra when Pluto's transiting through that 10th house in Capricorn for you, you might be experiencing in a great amount of transformation, where your legacy and your mastery and your like level uppingness is occurring, right? You're becoming like somebody that people look to. And, you know, how that feels for you is up is up to so much other parts of your chart, right? It might feel uncomfortable for you to be looked at as somebody who's responsible for a great deal of um, either wealth or a large business industry or, you know, man, you know, managing a lot of um, dynamic parts of something, right? Um, you might also you know, change careers as, as Pluto moves through your 10th house, you might see a, a, a difficult or, or lengthy transformation of 
who you are in the world regarding your work and your professional life. Um, you might also um, see yourself transforming the community in some way or getting involved in some sort of organization that transforms um, political views, you might get really political, right? You might see it as your responsibility to change people's minds around legislation and get involved in the political process. Um, Pluto moving through 11th house. If Capricorn's in your 11th house, Pluto's there now. Um, Capricorn in the 11th house is, is a, it's a, a little struggling. It's hard. It feels like it can't contain the overwhelming urge to expand and rebel and and not meet the status quo and create new status quos and 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 you know not listen to authority and trash tradition right that the 11th house really wants to just expand into this rebellious um everything kind of goes place now i will say that with capricorn in the 11th house you are a dependable and reliable friend. You make friend groups and collective structures efficient. You're a very good teammate, right? You're somebody who, when given a job to do, will execute it with style and grace and function and will build systems that will leave a legacy far beyond, you know, what you have done in that field, right? So hopefully that's someone, you know, you can resonate with that. Um, in, when when Pluto's moving through that 11th house that you've got in Capricorn, which has been happening since 20, 2008 again, right? Um, there's a sense that there's a transformative quality to how you interact with groups and in teams. And so you're, you're helping to kind of, you know, you might actually go through a drastic change in your work life or your social life um, in terms of how you work with others, um, you know, you might become some kind of, um, you know, leader of an organization that that moves people into radical change. You might, you know, it's definitely um, political leadership, um, uh, advocacy for um collective care. I think that these are, you know, to some degree, Pluto moving through that 11th house is literally what the the pandemic kind of oh wow all of our all of our norms you know the way we used to gather the way we get together the way we go to shows the way we go to concerts everything has been transformed and you know capricorn in that 11th house you know you might be making new efficient ways to to you know allow us to still get together you're the person who came up with you know the the system in which someone would sanitize the workplace so that everyone can still come to work. Or, you know, um, I think of the way that we, you know, created these uh, plexiglass, that, you know, it's like all these things that all it restructured the system as quickly as possible to become efficient in order to process people through in a safe manner. And this feels very Capricorn in the 11th house with Pluto transiting through it. Now, as retrogrades happen this year with Pluto retrograding in that 11th house, there may be a review of those things. And I think that, you know, this actually may be very timely where we're looking at, well, what does gathering look like now? What have we learned um, about the systems and how has that made people um, less uh, likely to come out into the world? And how do we make people feel safe again um, in, in groups? And, um, you know, it might be something that you're putting your, your, um, brain to. Um, but I think that you will think about how also um, just this whole pandemic has has affected people and the way that they get together. And um, you may uh, really be looking for this greater way to restructure everything and realign everything so that we can get back to connecting with each other just because that's such a value of yours in the creative cultural structure. All right. 12th house. So Capricorn in the 12th house, it's an interesting placement for Capricorn in general. Capricorn so structured, the Pisces, Neptune house, the 12th house of, you know, being alone and being um, spiritually connected, being kind of dissolved of ego. Um, I think Capricorn in the 12th house indicates someone who will um, 
you know, look at the boundaries and have, um, you know, have ha struggle with uh, creating boundaries, but also wanting to have regimented kinds of ways that we spiritually connect. I feel like uh, Capricorn in the 12th house are people who lead prayer groups or, or people who are organizing um, spiritual um, gatherings or experiences and wanting to see the results of spiritual connections. And um, so that's just a thought I'm having this moment, but Pluto moving through the 12th house um, may bring up a lot of shadow stuff. Um, you know, you might feel a lot of guilt or shame around the way you've created your life. There may be a great deal of fear, especially around the unknown. And it, you know, in general, I think Capricorn in the 12th house is prone towards paranoia because uh, with the disillusion of the unknown just being so present, you might be very aware of like, well, we don't know. We don't know what happens after we die. We don't know what, you know, we don't know all these things. And so without concrete proof, um, it becomes a lifelong kind of fear, perhaps of or depression towards um, you know, maybe things being meaningless. Um, that's just a thought too. I'm not, not trying to type anyone. I, I think if, if, if any of this is spot on, I would love to hear from you. Um, so, cause I'm always just riffing. Okay. Um, on what I believe. So Pluto moving through that place. I mean, it's looking at transforming your subcon at a subconscious level. You might really not notice the ways that you have been transformed subconsciously since 2008. And you may not want to go poking around there too much. You know, sometimes the 12th house just likes to be left alone. Um, but as a result of your deep subconscious work, you may notice the results changing, like a feeling of peace when things are unknown, rather than a feeling of fear. And if that's something that has transformed within you over the last several years as Pluto moves through your 12th house, you know, uh, this is another way that I think this Pluto transit through Capricorn has been such a great gift, even if it has created a lot of chaos. Um, and it has required us to restructure our lives on a foundational level. And if it's moving through your 12th house, that foundation is your spiritual foundation. So you may have left your religion. You may have left your, um, you know, the, the connection. You may have transformed the way that you connect spiritually to the world, to your family, to everyone in your life, as well as yourself and to the divine. Um, and this may have been something you did alone and in, in your own time. You may have had a very spiritual 2020, and as you reemerge into society and meet people that you either knew before, you know, or even knew during, you know, you might be experiencing being with others in a very different way, and that is based on your spiritual growth that you've had and the transformation that's occurred there because of Pluto moving through that 12th house. So, you know, be gracious with yourself, all of you, everyone, but especially that 12th house placement might be a little tender as you reemerge into society. Um, you may find that you have some very peculiar tastes or preferences that you did not give um, playtime to before you were allowed to be alone with yourself for so much time. So, um, yeah, you might have found out you're a little weirder than you thought you were, which is beautiful in my opinion. So, all right, listen, if you want to work with Pluto, it really equals shadow work, looking at those underbelly parts of yourself that perhaps were harder to look at. And when Pluto is retrograding there, it is, uh, pertinent. It's, it's cosmically supported for you to do a little self assessments um, and based on the house that tr Pluto is retrograding through might help you to pinpoint what aspect of your life would you like to do a little review of shadow work in. Okay. Um, 
Is there anything else I'd like to say? I hope that this has been helpful. Um, next week, I'm going to be sharing with you a um, pre-recorded podcast. Um, I'm taking vacation, so I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. But if you're interested in the Astrologic Lab, please send me a note. Um, DM me on Instagram. Um, you might go to the show notes and find that bit.ly link, bit.ly, right? B-I-T dot L-Y dot com slash your 12 houses, Y-O-U-R one, two, H-O-U-S-E-S. Go sign up for the workshop. Do the astrologic workshop, map your 12 houses, it will help you find out where Pluto is retrograding in your chart for the rest of the year. It will also help you do the work of Mercury retrograding through the chart. You see where, from a house perspective, you know, different things are happening in your chart. And all of a sudden, you can start to place even your new moon work, your full moon work. So if you're new to this, the, the 12 house map is the first way that I think astrology can start to make everyday sense in your life. So I hope that you will join me in doing that work and let me know how it lands. Again, this is Jennifer. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. I'm going to enjoy my vacation so, so much. I love you. I will see you in a couple of weeks. And don't forget, you are powerful as fuck. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it, review it, subscribe to it. I would love to hear from you as well. You can DM me on Instagram at Painted Goddess. That's where I hang out the most. And now we're on Clubhouse 2 having Astrologic Lab conversations. If you want to go even deeper, the best way to do that is to join my Astrologic Lab. It's the monthly program where we take your natal chart and you go month by month diving deep and deep into the astrologic weather that lives within you. You are a cosmic being full of stardust and made of all the things that are up in the sky. Let's go unpack it and get our shit together. I love you, witches. I'll see you next week.